0: The reality of things like passion, a passion is a fleeting emotion, right? Some days you wake up passionate about something. Some days you don't wake up passionate about something. I think it all comes down to discipline. You have to be incredibly disciplined, uh, in my opinion, to be successful. Hard work without discipline uh, is useless. And um, discipline without hard work is useless. People lie, but numbers don't. Let me start with our numbers.
1: Could you tell us the story behind transcripts, how it started? So we want to take emerging
0: technologies and bring it into the financial space. We believe that every single individual should own the right to their own information. When I was applying to grad school at Harvard, uh, they wanted me to verify my official transcript. I had to go pay San Jose State like 10 bucks to send over an official transcript. I don't actually own my anything that proves that I went to school there. It's a very silly concept in my opinion. We service over 170 different enterprises. Uh, encompassing over half a million employees. Whenever there's a natural disaster or a war or local hospitals, they can't validate medical records for patients at that hospital anymore. What we did is we designed a system to be able to fully automate that, and we gave it away for free in Turkey, Ukraine. Talk to
1: me about the efforts now in Turkey and what
0: you're doing there. How are you supposed to access your medical records, right? And quality of care uh, and patient quality of care goes down. I think entrepreneurship is art in its truest form. Art, a painting, is a static object on a wall. A business is a living, breathing unit that is nothing but creativity. My name is Zane. I'm 23 years old. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Transcripts.
1: We're really glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us. So could you start off telling us a bit about your favorite memory from your childhood? Ooh, um, favorite memory
0: from my childhood. Uh, It probably goes back to... Uh, my summer trips back home to Pakistan. Uh, this was probably like 2007, um, and it was my entire mother side of my family. We went to a beach house um, about an hour away from uh, Karachi, mm-hmm. and uh, it was uh, a very sweet time of my life. I think I uh, the the childhood naivety was mm-hmm. still very much present, and and it was a very uh, amazing time. None of these stresses anymore. Yeah. Right? Wow. I, your, what's your
2: favorite thing about Pakistan? Um, Someone who's never been there, like
0: I think there's it's just the people. You, people only go to Pakistan for the people. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, northern North, like super North Pakistan, is very beautiful. Um, like it's uh, um, there's a lot of beautiful mountains and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I think the rest of Pakistan, particularly Karachi, there's not much to see. It's just the people that you go there for.
1: So we're here today to talk mainly about transcripts. So we see you're repping the shirt, mashallah. But before we get to exactly what transcripts is and everything like that, let's start with your first entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial journey. Do you remember what that is? Your first, I guess, business move that you had maybe in high school and college? or?
0: Yeah, uh, the first, first one I, c- I can't say on the podcast, Okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I guess, you know, I've always been you know, I think more so than entrepreneurship, I've been interested in like public markets, stocks, equities, options, bonds. Yes. Um, so I started trading when I was like twelve years old, uh, before it became cool to trade. Right before there was like yeah. all like Wall Street bets and Robinhood, mm-hmm. and all that. You had to pay like eight dollars to initiate a trade, mm-hmm. um, and a, eight dollars to sell the trade. Uh, so the first thing I did was, uh, I think this was twenty fourteen. I, uh, there's this thing, uh, I forget the exact ticker, but it's a 3X bear ETF on the oil markets. I opened up an option uh, on it, uh, because I was predicting that oil would be an oversupply that summer. Mm -hmm. I was right, so I made like 1,500 bucks, and ever since then I was kind of hooked on to uh, trading and um, learning about public markets and through that businesses and understanding businesses as a whole. Nice,
1: and what got you interested in entrepreneurship specifically?
0: Yeah, um, it's, you know, the ability to create. I think entrepreneurship is art in its truest form. Um, the ability to create everything from a logo to the product to marketing through everything. It's, it's art, a painting is a static object on a wall. Mm-hmm. A business is a living, breathing unit that is nothing but creativity, mm-hmm. right? Especially a startup uh, where you literally take an idea that you thought about yeah. and you initiate it. And I think that's really art in its truest form.
2: Mm, that's really cool. I love how you talk about, like, how the, the entrepreneurship journey is more of an art, right? And that's something that you probably built through, like, your mindset, right? So a lot of people these days, they look at entrepreneurship, they think, like, dropshipping, they think, like, the easy come-up. But, you know, that's not the reality, right? So how would you, like, say someone would build the right entrepreneurial mindset and start their foundation strong than someone who's just, like, doing, like, this little drop shipping and all mm-hmm. that?
0: Uh, I think it all comes down to discipline. Uh, you have to be incredibly disciplined, uh, in my opinion, to be successful. Um, hard work without discipline uh, is useless and um, discipline without hard work is useless. It's discipline and hard work leads to success in my opinion. Uh, the ability to live a very regimented lifestyle, uh, to say no to a lot of things, to be able to remain focused, driven and passionate about what you're doing all comes from discipline. The reality of things like passion, a passion is a fleeting emotion. Right. Some days you wake up passionate about something. Some days you don't wake up, up passionate about something. Right. Um, some people can even say the same thing about love. Right. But what 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 keeps you in long-term commitments, whether that be relationships, or um, a business, is the ability to be disciplined. When when your emotions don't want you to when your emotions don't want you to do something. Oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go to work today. Yeah. Discipline p- takes you out of the bed and takes you to work, and constantly co- forces you to become better and better and better.
1: What about motivation? Where does that play into that?
0: Mm. Um, so you need a motivation of a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not one personally motivated by um, worldly things, not to sound like a monk, but uh, yeah. a Lamborghini does not. Um, it really doesn't excite me. Right. Uh, you need to be motivated by things that exceed that, in my opinion. Right. Um, and there's really like when people say I'm motivated by worldly things, they're really motivated by their emotions uh, and, and their desires i think that's also mm-hmm. a fleeting type of a, um that's a fleeting type of uh, motivation as well right um people's desires what they want are constantly changing right you get a lamborghini then you want a bugatti and mm-hmm. you get a bugatti you want a plane right it's never ending and um but i think that the real type of motivation is motivation towards maybe making um, a real change in this world mm-hmm. and using your money for good right i realized very early on that um, I was always been kind of like an activist type of person, right? As someone who'd speak out about things that I thought were wrong, even if they weren't um, politically or socially correct to speak out about it. Um, I realized I can protest all I want, but the people who really make change in this country and this world are people with the money and power. And I wanted that to
1: be able to uh, make my mark on this world. Wow, that's amazing. We jump straight into the conversation of entrepreneurship. I love it. Yeah, that's so, awesome. um, I wanted to ask you about. There's this concept online, you know, I'm sure we've, we've all seen this concept of like, get rich quick, all these things of like entrepreneurship is this really easy thing. You start a startup, you do this specific move, you know, before it was crypto. Now it's AI. There's all these things that get rich quick type of thing. Like there's that mindset of like, you don't really need all these big things. You don't need to spend time. You need, you don't need to have the dedication. You can just have these hacks that make you rich what would you have to say about that so i
0: mean that's nothing new right people have won lotteries and got a lucky day in vegas since you know uh, for the last 150 years or whatever Mm -hmm. right Uh, some people inherit a tremendous amount of wealth right um but what works for the masses and what works for people is that you know hard work and discipline right um there's no such thing as getting rich quick I mean, there is, but as for every one person that's gotten rich quick, there's 100 people that have failed doing so, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So your best bet, if you want to achieve material wealth, in my opinion, is to go after um, an idea, a business, or or, or pursuit of excellence. I think that's a better way of framing it. Uh, Whether that's excellence in your business or excellence in your profession or excellence in one particular category, pursuing excellence will lead to success.
2: Mm, That's awesome, man. I'd like to ask, like, about the discipline you mentioned, right? So how does someone build that discipline? Let's say, you know, kids got an idea or someone's got an idea and they want to do it and they don't know where to start and they have to have that discipline. How would you okay. build that?
0: Mm. There's a misconception, I believe, in Western philosophy of the concept of freedom. So freedom and discipline often are conflicting uh, things, right? Uh, discipline teaches you to do stuff in a particular regimented way, whereas uh, freedom tells you, encourages people to behave on their own um, rationale. I think that there's no concept of freedom. Uh, the nature of man is not one that is meant to be free, right? Uh, I think that hum- humankind as a whole is uh, really there's, you're um, in servitude or enslaved to really three basic things, right? Some people are enslaved to themselves, their own desires. Some people are enslaved to this world and some people are enslaved to a higher purpose, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the illusion of freedom is just that, an illusion. So once you realize that, right, uh, if you think you're free, Uh, you're most likely enslaved to your desires, right? And we've seen many people uh, who've achieved everything that their desires could want, right? Women, cars, houses, money, and they still went ahead and OD'd or killed themselves, right? Uh, You see the majority of people that you know today are enslaved to this world, their job, their boss, Um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's oftentimes what people define as a rat race. Um, But I personally choose to be enslaved to a higher purpose, a higher meaning, Um, and I think through that, when you realize freedom's an illusion, you realize discipline is the only way to achieve success and that the lack of freedom isn't a bad thing. Um, it's actually through discipline, you'll find your true meaning and purpose and achieve uh, more of a spiritual uh, sense of freedom.
1: That is really good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think on this concept of like, you know, you're mentioning that these, these people who have all the wealth in the world, they have all these things, you know, a lot of times they say that they're they've like grinded they've done all these things they've like been doing like i'm not gonna bring up any names but you know they have all they have all these like influencers online who claim to be businessmen who claim to be like you know they've tried everything they claim that they know the truth about how someone should be an entrepreneur how someone should take on the path of like starting a business and everything like that what would you say to those people like how much of it is actual truth and how much of it is just Clickbait getting views. I think most of it is clickbait,
0: right? Um, the reality of business and success in this world is not really nice things, right? Like, it's not like things that are easy to, not things that people would watch, right? It's things that your parents have been telling you since you were a child, right? Work hard, get up early, do your work, right? Focus, yeah. be motivated, be disciplined, right? They're not like, oh, join my drop shipping scheme, right?
1: I feel like if we find it fun, then it's not really like, well, we shouldn't immediately find it fun, right?
0: Uh, it goes back to emotions being fleeting and, you know, that's why you have discipline, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Fun is a subjective thing, right? Some days I find work incredibly rewarding and fun. Mm -hmm. Some days I find work very boring, right? I'll give an example, right? My company is small, so I'm the HR manager for a lot of our stuff. HR stuff is so boring to me, right? It's not why I became an entrepreneur. So maybe those days I find that work particularly not fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's days when we're building product, thinking about how that would look. I find those days incredibly rewarding and fun. So, um, But it's a discipline that pushes you through both tests. Um, so ultimately, I think that, you know, the modern clickbait entrepreneur, yeah. I- if you're really making $10, a 100000000 million a year, you're not going to make YouTube videos. <laughs> that right?
1: is, that's, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah.
0: Um, and you definitely wouldn't sell a course after that YouTube video for $1,000. Courses bucks. are... Uh, yeah, they're, they're scams, <laughs> yeah. right? Your business is to sell courses. So they're not to... Uh, if you were actually rich, at the hundred dollar course would it make a difference mm-hmm. to you?
2: You think like that business is built through like real real world real world experience more than those courses would offer, right? You just need to
0: jump into the you know ocean and learn how to swim, right? And it's okay if you drown. That's the nice thing about America. When you create a company, goes under. Hopefully, all you you didn't invest too much of your personal assets in it. You invested your time. Yeah. And then you go back. You go back out and do it again, and you do it again, and, and you, you, do you learn it throughout the process. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like basketball, right? Uh, when you like shooting free throws. Right. Free throws are a pretty standardized shot. But like the first like hundred times you can shoot a free throw you're not gonna be very accurate. But the ten thousand times you shoot a free throw, you'll be pretty damn accurate. So it's the same way. Uh, repetitions. And I think that's all business is. You just need repetitions of certain skills to build excellence.
2: Right on. That's interesting. But what about like you know, I hear a lot of people talk about connections and having the right connections in terms of business. Would you say that's as, just as important as those like other discipline and all that or
0: No. I, I built my business without any help from anyone. I, I didn't ask anyone for introductions or connections. And I was like a 20-year-old kid out of college who went to a state school, mm-hmm. right? Um, like I didn't go to an Ivy League school, I didn't go to, you know, my, my, my dad doesn't know Bill Gates, right? Yeah. I built it all on grind and grit, right? So yeah, sure, if you know like the right people, it's probably a lot easier. But I think that's oftentimes used as an excuse, mm-hmm. right? But that's not to say that I didn't there were certain things that were playing in my advantage either. Like I grew up here in the Bay Area, so that's always a nice place to start a startup. Um, but uh, as as a whole, I would say connections don't matter as much.
1: So in terms of networking this concept of like going out to events and meeting different people and you know pitching your services to others, or like even just if you have if you have someone that you look up to, following them, reaching out to them and everything like that how much of it do you think is actually important? Because we've had like mixed opinions on this podcast. We have someone say it's completely useless. We had someone saying it's it's still somewhat useful. You need to know people. Mm-hmm.
0: Business is not a thing in a vacuum. You're part of a larger system, right? The U.S. economy or whatever, right? Uh, so you need to know players in that field and you need to have relationships with those players, right? As a business person, I need to have a good relationship with my employees. I need to have a good relationship with my investors, my clients. So I would say that networking is important through that lens, but when you network you have to understand what who are you like what is what are you coming with right from a young age uh, from a young age when i mean was when i started my startup right which was three years ago so i guess at 20 which is now a young age to me but uh um i always viewed myself as an equal to the investors right i'm giving you something that i've spent a year of my life doing right so when i'm having this conversation with you i'm viewing you as an equal I'm not coming to you as like some kiddo. Oh, please invest in my startup, right? So you need to have that self confidence, and you need to be able to understand that, like you need to first accomplish things, and then so that when you go network with people, they respect you as an equal and not as someone lesser. I'm not asking for charity, and people don't network for charity. When someone when someone gives me their email, and I give them I give them my email, they are not only expecting that I might come and ask them for help one day, but they're also expecting that they can come to me and ask me for help one day. Mm-hmm. So, network but only network once you've reached something.
2: So you have to build yourself as an individual first before you go and yeah. present yourself to others.
0: I mm. believe so. Um, I think that's the only way that you'll ever get people to respect you.
2: And how
1: would you know how to add value to other people's lives? Like
0: You don't have to add value to other people's or lives. You, you have to. to add value to your own life. Mm-hmm. When, when you're a high-value person, people want to be around you. right? So And that's something that you can control. I can't control your opinion of me. I can't control your opinion of me. I can't control the value that I bring you or I can't control the value I bring you. But I can control the value in my opinion of myself, first and foremost, through self-confidence and through, you know, a lot of entrepreneurship's up here. The biggest battles are always up here, mm-hmm. right? So I can, I can control what's up here, right? And then through that, I can realize my value and work on my value and become someone of value.
1: Wow. Some really great points yeah, there. Yeah, awesome. So... You know, we've talked a lot about entrepreneurship and everything. Let's talk about your startup. So Transcripts, could you tell us the story behind Transcripts, how it started and kind of the journey that led us up until now? Yeah. Um, So Transcripts was started in September of 2020. Actually,
0: tomorrow's our three year anniversary. Um, And it was created in the middle of the pandemic um, because I realized I was deeply uh, dissatisfied with my field of study. I studied electrical engineering and I did not want to be an electrical engineer. Um, I took what I needed to learn from it in terms of engineering mindset, and I applied it towards coming up with innovative uh, solutions that solved real world problems. So uh, the idea for transcripts, and really transcripts is much more than this idea. Our vision for the company is much more ambitious. Our vision for the company as a whole is we want to take emerging technologies and bring into the financials financial space, right? So like emerging technologies, FinTech basically, right? That's the whole premise of the company. Right, And that's come from my own personal um, passion with the banking and trading and financial markets, um, but also comes from my also my personal passion with emerging technologies, whether that be blockchain, AI, you know, internet of things, whatever that emerging technology is. Um, so the, what uh, Transcripts, what we do is we do self-sovereign verification for the masses. That's our core product. What that means in a nutshell is that we believe that every single individual should own the right to their own information right? Uh, right now, if you go to university, right? Like I went to San Jose State, right? When I was applying to grad school at Harvard, uh, they wanted me to verify uh, my official transcript, right? You put the grades that you, that you get on your application, but then they ask for official transcript that, that they can verify it. Mm. I had to go pay San Jose State like 10 bucks to send over an official transcript. Mm. I don't actually own my, anything that proves that I went to school there, yeah. right? I'm reliant on San Jose State and I have to give them money whenever they want to whenever someone needs to verify I actually went to school there. It's a very si- silly concept in my opinion. Why can't I own some digitally verifiable document that can prove what my credentials are? And That's the premise of transcripts. Um, so our primary space is employment and income verification. We service over 170 different enterprises uh, encompassing over a half a million
1: employees uh, with our product. Yeah, that's really cool. I think what I really love about your story is you had an issue that you personally faced and you took that and you were able to create a product that solves it. I think a lot of times I hear this concept of like people not knowing what, like they want to have a startup. They want to have a business or even anything like they want to have a YouTube channel or something like that, but they can't really think of anything. I think something I've seen, I've learned from a lot of the guests on this podcast is like, what's the issue that you have? You can solve for that. Like, absolutely. Uh,
0: I think most people would agree this world's imperfect. So, the question is, how do we make this world perfect? And whenever someone says, Oh, I don't have a, I want to become an entrepreneurship, but I can't think of a problem to solve, well, it's, that's a silly question to me, right? The world's imperfect. We yeah. can all admit that, yeah. right? So, where can you, how could you improve this world? And you just, there you go, you, you have a startup. It doesn't have to be like solve climate change or cure cancer. That's a, Those are pretty big problems to solve, mm. right? It can be as simple as I don't want to pay to have my transcripts sent, mm. I want to own that document. Or I don't want, when I do, when someone's doing an employment and income verification check on me, mm. I don't want some third party doing it. I want to be able to self-provide that information myself.
2: Mm. Mm. That's interesting. So you talked a little bit about, like, uh, the companies that you work for, 170-plus, like, uh, enterprises. So the company that's working for other companies of that size, how are you able to manage all your employees, and how's your work-life balance looking like? Um, so
0: managing is, is an ongoing learning process, right? I'm 23 years old. I'm not, like, a... 20 year old ma- 20 manager with 20 plus years of experience Right, I'm limited by my age um, but I'm constantly learning um, so I hope I'm doing an okay job mm-hmm. I'm sure some of my employees would disagree but uh, you know I, I do my best there um, as for work life balance you need to decide in your life what's important right um, what I've decided in my life that's important is my family and uh, I'm a man of religion so uh, my religion I don't do anything else Right. I recently started going back to the gym because I realized I yeah. have to start focusing on that as well but uh, you know I, I only do those three things Right, my day starts at 6am uh, I pray I get ready to go to work I work at like 7, 7.30 mm-hmm. I work till like 3.34 come back home, hang out with my family do a bit of my chores, go to the gym and then I end it with prayers and go to sleep discipline right? there's no time for girls partying drinking, any of that other weird stuff Right, I've decided that's what's important to me, so I do that. So I'm able to balance work and life uh, very easily because I've figured out what in life really matters to me, and I don't worry about the rest.
1: So entertainment, you've completely kind of completely cut out entertaining. Yeah, I don't
0: watch TV um, or movies and I've stopped playing video games. Um, Like I I enjoy the occasional movie, right? Like uh, uh, sometimes me and my sister will go to the movie theaters and watch a movie or my mom and me. Mm -hmm. Right, but no, I don't uh, watch that. And I've gotten off social media completely. Mm -hmm. I realized that even like reels, Instagram reels or TikTok or YouTube shorts were just, they're addictive and they are a tremendous uh, drain on time.
1: Takes a lot of discipline to do that. But Yeah. yeah. So how would you say someone who's trying to Escape that to, yeah, exactly. Right. Escape the entertainment like of the Loophole. world and like exactly. How would you say would be the best way to keep your brain engaged
0: with what matters? Right, your brain entertainment. Well, we, the entertainment industries, taught us to become high on cheap dopamine. Mm. Right. So the scrolling on your phone, or the movie that. Removes you from your world's problems and immerses you in this other reality, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Has become a drug for us not to deal with our own issues. And that's the issue why mental health, there's a mental health crisis in this country, Mm -hmm. right? We've told people to run away from their issues, not deal with them. And they keep running away from it until it becomes so big that they break down. Mm -hmm. They can no longer run away, right? Be okay with your life's problems and just spend that time thinking about it, working like Uh, there's nothing wrong with being in your thoughts and I think we've we've stopped doing that yeah. right when you're in the car you listen to music when you get home you know you lay on your bed you watch. you're going through some useless TikToks yeah. right just so spend some time and just think right think about your role think about your role in this universe think about who you are who you want to be think about your family think about your relationships with your family right these are things that are much more important And I think when you start thinking about it, you can identify solutions and problems and you can identify solutions to those problems and that will make you become a high value person like I
1: mentioned earlier. That's amazing. Yeah, I think there's a lot of times where we fall into this trap. I think it's like almost become normal for us to just not control our own lives. So I wrote a LinkedIn post about this where it's just like we give up control of our own lives and instead we just let everything around us control us. So we let the next notification on our phone, the next reel in our feed, the next YouTube video, the next creator that we follow that posts a video, the next, I don't know, thing on our calendar that we de- we haven't necessarily chosen to put there ourselves, we completely have given up control of our own lives. It's so a very that's like,
0: common feeling, right? Like I mentioned earlier, humanity is enslaved to three yeah. things. And most of humanity is enslaved to their own desires or to other things in this world, right? So um, I think when you realize that, uh, you can be more conscious of uh, where who you are enslaved of it's it's there's no concept of freedom freedom's a um humans are not free if we were free i should be able to fly right now but i can't right i'm limited by the biology in my body right right? and i'm limited by my mental cognition and i'm limited by my emotional stability right these limitations prevent me from being free humanity is was never designed to be free
2: Mm. so for someone like in the loophole like we talked about right they're on their they go home they scroll and they're stuck on the social media trap what would you say is like the first step towards bettering yourself You say deleting social media and then going to the gym and that, or how would you approach the subject? I think baby steps. Right, we
0: like to like you know do everything in one day, right? The reality is it takes time and and, and to do things. Um, I uh so I think you know like the gym, right? Like I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mm -hmm. right? So the first day I went to the gym, it was a little difficult, Mm -hmm. right? So like but for like a month, I just told myself every single day I'm going to the gym, even if I just do like one set. Mm -hmm. I want to get in the habit of just going to the gym right and yeah it was really difficult when you first start going to the gym right like i used to work out a lot before the, before covid but after covid i got busy with work and then i stopped working out right so it was really really difficult right but now i can spend an hour at the gym and not even realize where the time goes right whereas before i was running out after 10 15 minutes right like drenched in sweat so um i think that uh, the same way with social media right like you know you can start you can start off by deleting your least favorite social media app mm-hmm. and then work your way down into your most favorite
1: And you know there's a lot of like a lot of times there's this con not concept but like this feeling that you have in your mind that you're going to miss out that like your friends are going to post something and you're going to feel bad if like not checking their stories on Instagram so how would you say you overcome that feeling people aren't important Uh, there's what are you missing out on yeah right Uh,
0: someone's birthday dinner Uh, their pictures of or their pictures of food or a group of random compilation of a group of people in their photo like what are you really missing out on social media nothing Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I'm a little out of touch with like some of the lingo, right? But to be quite frank, I spent too much time in high school learning vocabulary to to uh, you know, so I'll use my own vocabulary that I've learned, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, you're not really missing out on anything, man. When you realize that uh and you realize what's important, right? What you're really missing out on is your ability to improve yourself and to overcome what's in here and that's a lot more important than whatever some friend 2,000 miles away is eating for dinner that night.
2: It takes discipline to over- overcome that.
1: Exactly. That's really good, really good points there. So I'm gonna backtrack a bit going back to transcripts. You had this idea, you started it, you created this company, how did that, wh- what were the first steps I guess and like how did you overcome the challenges at the beginning of starting a company like this? Discipline. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, in reality uh, it was uh just baby steps, right? Like I, I there was not one day where I felt like oh transcripts is okay, there's transcripts. No, it was baby steps. Incorporate the company. Then you know, and I was also still in school, so keep in mind like this was, wasn't a full time endeavor, right? Okay, now let's work on the idea. Let's talk to some people about the idea. This is it something that's actually valid? Right? Let's iterate on the idea. Right? Let's look at let's make today we're gonna design the name. What are, what is the what is the name of the company gonna be? Yeah. What is the logo gonna be, right? Let's build a website. Right? So these small little baby steps, right? But the thing with is repetitions is that when you do something every single day, say I spend, you know, an hour every single day. Well in a year's that's three hundred and sixty five hours I spent on something. Yeah. So I've accomplished a whole lot of stuff. Right? So what people see transcripts today is really three years of constant repetition, right? Eight, ten, twelve hours a day. Yeah. So it's like, Oh wow, you're so lucky. Well, no, yeah. not really, because I worked my tail off for it. And even before transcripts, I was still doing things before that in high school and middle
2: school to improve myself as an individual. Mm. That's awesome, man. So for someone like who's, you know, younger, 18, 19, 20 in that range, and they have an idea they want to start, right? A business they want to pursue. What would you say, like, for example, like setting up the business, right? There's a lot of aspects of setting up a business. There's marketing. There's, like you said, the logo, taking those baby steps. But what would be the most important thing? Well, I think adding on one more point to that, how would before even all of that, how they even know
1: whether they should proceed with their idea and then like okay. taking the idea and doing all those steps. the point.
0: Um, or how to validate their idea. Just talk to that's people, that. right? If people don't think it's so like, let's say your idea is in the grocery space. Talk to people that you know that work at grocery stores. Talk to the clerk when you go next time you take your grocery out, right? Uh, talk to figure out if you know, and that's maybe where something like networking might come in handy, right? And figure out or talk to someone who has experience in something like this, right? But at the end of the day you have you no one will ever be able to validate your idea. The markets validate your idea. And the only way for your idea to be truly validated is when you actually take it to the market. Um, that's a nice thing about capitalism. It's very it's a it's a very easy validator of good ideas.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean that that's perfect, yeah.
1: I mean and then
2: he was saying that you're about like yeah that? so like so we validate our idea, we got an idea going up so what is the next step? Like, should we, f- we focus on getting clients, marketing, structuring it? Like you said, you made an LLC. How how should those steps be taken and in what time frame? Like, you yeah, on that. so I mean, structuring is probably the most important, right? So I, I
0: didn't actually make an LLC. I made a C-Corp, a Delaware C-Corp. So most startups are Delaware c Um But yeah, you obviously want to incorporate some sort of legal entity. But before you do that, you should have some premise of what you're going to do. Um, and you should have some premise of what you bring value to. And you should have some idea of the commitment level you're going to do. So, you know, like a lot of times people people like to do is they'd like to, before they actually get into a hobby or a sport, they like to buy the most expensive thing for that, right? So like if you just like the second day you go to the gym, you go buy like the most expensive Nike shoes. Well, that's probably not the best idea, right? Because let's see if you actually go to the gym for more than this, Mm -hmm. right? And that's why people have all kinds of expensive equipments at their home that they've never touched because they got into something for a few days and then they stopped doing it, right? Uh, I think the same way with startups, right? Like uh, or, or entrepreneurship do something for like a month or two and then think about
2: incorporating and 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 doing all that because there is some uh, expenditure for that Hmm. what if you're what if you're going like what if you're working on an idea and you say you've been working on it for a while you made a website and you know you're pushing but you're not getting anywhere what would you say to that that person is your idea live? is your idea what
0: is your idea like in
2: the market yeah um
0: well then be very realistic with yourself is this actually sometimes you're getting oh first figure out what you can do differently right like okay can I improve my marketing can I improve my my go-to-market strategy can I improve my product itself but if there's still not no one you know utilizing your product the reality is you have a really bad idea that's a
1: tough thing to deal with but that's happens to all of us yeah that makes a lot of sense I mean I think there always is things you can change but eventually you get to a point where just you realize that like Absolutely. Like uh, Elon Musk has this company, like the Boring company mm-hmm. that
0: digs like tunnels in the ground. It's a terrible idea. So it hasn't gone anywhere in like 10 years. No. Right. Um, so but he other, has other great ideas like Tesla and SpaceX that are doing tremendous, really and, uh, X.
1: well. X. And X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, through transcripts, what is some what are some impacts on the world that like global impacts that transcripts have had? Yeah.
0: So we like we believe in the concept that an organization should not just be for generating profits. Uh, the, the company is actually a very uh, interesting entity, companies as a whole. Uh, companies, I view as living, breathing uh, objects, right? Um, and the really cool thing about a company is that you generate a certain amount of profit, and if you have a really good product, you can generate that profit for a very long time, right? Through years, like Coca-Cola has been generating profit since like 150 years or whatever, right? If you can dedicate a certain portion of that profits to philanthropy, you've created a very powerful system. Right uh, Or use your product towards philanthropy. So either you use your time, your money or your product and give it back. So what we did in the realm of documents um, was that we did medical record verification. So uh, whenever there's a natural disaster or a war or whatever, a local hospitals, um, you know they can't validate medical records for patients at that hospital anymore. Right, a lot of times their digital health record systems go down. They lack electricity, they're, or they're just it's a triage center. Right, There's every, it's all hands on deck. No one's <coughs> validating medical records at that particular moment in time. What uh, we did is we designed a system to be able to fully automate that, mm-hmm. and we gave it away for free in Turkey, Ukraine, um, as,
1: as well as some other uh, nonprofits that currently use it. Wow, that's amazing. And I think I saw I saw stories even on the news even that like how many refugees were. Uh, could like you use the help of transcripts don't yeah you? yeah I, I think the
0: last time i checked it was about ten thousand families in ukraine mm. and then um a few hundred people in turkey uh that's less so now that you know the earthquakes disaster relief thing is uh, resolved
2: but ukraine is probably the most active user of it just through the ongoing conflict mm. that's awesome man so i want to touch on a little bit about like you talked about profits and philanthropy so when building like a company and you start making some money, how do you start managing that money? I know there's, you know, a, a cost and uh, taxes and all that. But could you touch a little bit on that? How you manage the money for the company?
0: Um, like manage the money
2: in terms of like, how do I manage my books or so? I mean, like money comes in, right? Where does it all go? Oh, okay. Uh, and how do you how do you say, OK, let me save this money or let me reinvest this into the company? Yeah. How does
0: that work? So uh, from an organization perspective, right? There is no savings, right? We uh, money that we generate is immediately reinvested. We're a small startup, and people expect us to invest in growth. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not like Coca-Cola, where we can pay out a dividend, right? Um, so almost all of that money goes back, right? Um, the biggest thing is the biggest our biggest expenditure is employees, right? Uh, we hire you know everything from like AI engineers with PhDs uh, to full stack developers um, to everything in between um, in the Bay Area, which is a very expensive market. Yeah. So just like our payroll for one product can be upwards of a million dollars a year right um because we hire the best i don't believe in hiring mediocrity right um so that's probably the biggest expenditure and probably after that is like legal uh, accounting and then rent and food is probably this after that uh, the, the lease that we have in our office and then uh, the food expenses that we do. We take our team out to lunch once a week, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So those are probably the biggest expenses. Uh, but yeah, I uh, believe in constantly reinvesting. There's this concept that Paul Graham, the founder of Y Combinator, uh, came up with. It's called being default alive. Um, so I think a lot of early stage startups should focus on becoming default alive where their revenues can take care of their expenses. Uh, and you can even, and if they don't, you can scale down those expenses so that you can break even uh, day in and day out. I think a lot of startups have gotten the idea that you can maintain losses indefinitely. Um, you know, like Uber had their first profitable quarter, like I think two quarters ago. Mm-hmm. The company's been around since like 20, 2009, mm-hmm. right? So th- that whole concept of, you know, being able to generate losses forever, I think it's a very flawed concept. And growth at all costs is something that's already being challenged, especially in a high interest rate environment.
1: Yeah. I mean, that Uber example is crazy. I learned about that recently and there's like so many examples of that too. Like it doesn't necessarily have to always be something that's, I think a lot of times, like, especially now, like people have this, people want to start a startup. They have this mentality that like they're only doing it for money, but that shouldn't be the mentality of a startup. It should be to actually have impact and learn things. Right.
0: Yeah. It's an art, Mm -hmm. right? Like why do you draw a painting, right? Any, any artist who does a painting to make money is probably a very stupid artist because most artists don't make money and most startups fail. So you should do a startup for other reasons. Uh, money, you know, if you want to make money, go become a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, it's a given path. Mm-hmm. If I go you know, spend four years in undergraduate doing something in the life sciences, mm-hmm. then I take my MCAT, get into med school, do my USMLEs, go do my residency for a few years, and then maybe a fellowship after that, you'll make half a million dollars a year depending on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's a much more guaranteed path towards making money. right? right? Uh, startups are a terrible way to path to make money because you know, there's a lot of risk for failure, yeah. right? Um, but it's like art.
2: And you make some money along the way then if you do a good job at it. Exactly. So how does someone like get out of the mindset where you're focusing on the money and the bag like is in your eyes instead of focusing on achieving like growth? Mm -hmm. You know, I feel I feel like I've heard like sometimes some people say focus more on the growth, focus more on building something that will grow and the money will come with it. So how would you how would you like respond to that? So the bag personally or for the company?
0: Are you talking about securing the bag for personally or for so the company? Like, so
2: a lot of people, like when they're starting out, they're looking at obviously for themselves. So how do you change that from I want the money for myself to I want to grow this company and like focus more on growth rather than personal gain?
0: I don't know if you should change it, right? Like uh, I think
2: these two things are equi- uh, like connected,
0: right? Um, obviously, as human beings, we are driven by certain um, like uh, we live in a world that's capitalistic and we need to make a certain amount of money. Right. Um, but, you know, you should not be focusing on making, you should always take a salary and all that from your business once it reaches that stage. Um, but I, I think that, you know, um, money, while it's important, uh, is, is a bad way to do it at start. You should, you're doing the wrong thing if you just care about money. Yeah. Right. that, that think that's the thing, right? Like, for the first two years of transcripts, I didn't take any money, right? Uh, I made zero dollars. And even today, I'm the lowest paid employee at transcripts, right? So, that's a sacrifice that I have to take personally, right? I'm leaving hundred of thousands of dollars on the table. I'm sure I can get a very lucrative career at another company, right? Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think. I think obviously you have to care about money. I, I'm not going to come out and say you shouldn't, and you'd like to remove those two things. But if you're doing a startup for the money, it's just a bad idea. I don't think, it's, I don't think it's something that's going to really work out.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. So with transcripts, what are some places you want to take in the future? What do you hope to? Uh, Where do you hope to see it go, and are there any technologies or upcoming stuff that you're excited about like implementing? Uh,
0: there's something that new that we're working on. It's a whole new product. It's actually totally different than our virtual product. Kind of going back to our idea of bringing emerging technologies into uh, financial solutions that I'm particularly passionate about. I think it'll be one of the more powerful AI tools on the market once it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something i'm very excited about but i can't disclose exactly yeah. what that is just yet mm-hmm. uh, but we're shooting for a january launch so nice. you know awesome. everyone should be able to find out relatively soon and if someone is. wants
1: to keep up with uh, the progress of that where should they um i would say social media but
0: like we're not really active on social media either yeah. um i'm actually hiring a marketing person so um
2: we probably will get more active on social media but um you just follow me on linkedin We'll link that in the description. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. So I just, a little, I was kind of curious about something. It's so like when you're like growing a company, right? And you're starting to hire on employees. How do you build a trust with them to where like, you're telling them these new ideas and have them, expect them to build it for you? Or how does that, how does that work? That relationship between you and your employees?
0: You gotta be the man, man. You gotta be the, you're the guy, the CEO, right? Uh, you have to be the high value individual, right? People love following high value individuals, right? Like, Any one of your audience members, I'm sure, would love to work for Elon Musk or the President of the United States or this and that, right? Mm -hmm. What society perceives as a high-value individual, Mm -hmm. right? At 23, no one follows me because I have years of experience, Mm -hmm. right? I have to convince them that I know something that they don't Mm -hmm. and that if you hop onto this ship, you will achieve success. The way I was able to do that is because, you know, uh, the ship, is succeeding and it's been succeeding for the last three years and it's continuing getting more successful. Mm-hmm. So obviously if you hop onto this and the, the trajectory is like this, any human being can say, okay, I can project it to be over here.
2: Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like you being the high value, a individual, high value individual, you being the man, that's what gets you that respect from your employees. I would think so. Yeah. But you'd have to probably ask them.
1: That's amazing. I really hope that doesn't interfere with the sound, but we apologize if there's any background noise. So before we, we get to the rapid fire questions, we have a few rapid fire questions that we try to ask our guests. Uh, was any advice you were given at a young age that you think really impacted your mindset or just kind of changed who you are and you, or stayed with you? Not necessarily changed who you are, but just stayed with you and you want to share with the audience today. Uh,
0: the biggest battle any person fe- deals with is with their own self. Uh, if you can win that battle, the rest of the
1: world's very easy. That's amazing. Okay, we're
2: ready to start the rapid fire. Cool.
1: Um, three, two, one. What is one skill you believe everyone should have? Discipline.
2: Cool. What's your uh, what's your all-time favorite movie? Big Short. Oh, wow.
1: So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Other than discipline. Believe in yourself. <laughs> believe in yourself.
2: Can you walk me through your morning routine? Uh, get up, uh, pray, uh, take a shower,
0: uh, go maybe for a walk and go to work. Nice. What's your current? Uh, who's your current role model? Uh, living or, or or dead? Either.
1: Actually, let's do, let's do living for now.
0: I don't think I have one living. Yeah. Dead. Uh, the fourth caliph of the of the <laughs> Rashidun. <laughs> <laughs> How do you usually relieve stress? Uh, I have uh, two dogs and a bird, so I hang out with them.
1: Nice. nice. Yeah. What's your proudest uh, accomplishment to date? Uh, making my parents happy. Nice, nice. That's
2: good. If you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Um, I I wouldn't
0: choose a superpower. Nice. I think I think human beings already have all the superpowers we need. Right. That's right neat. On, right That's right amazing. On.
1: Um, what's your dream job? Uh, what I do today. <laughs> nice. What That's
0: emoji? Awesome.
2: What emoji do you use the most?
0: Uh. Lately, um. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I haven't thought about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> all so, uh, so good. Is there uh,
1: any quote that specifically inspires you? Uh,
0: yes, but it's one of religious scriptures, so I don't know. If okay. I <laughs> it's all okay. good. Yeah. I mean, you can ch- if you have it off the top of your mind. Yeah, uh, from God we come to to God we
2: return. It reminds you of the purpose of this world. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. How would you describe your mood today in one word? Sure. Uh,
1: Yep, right <laughs> yeah. Is there any idea that you have for a product or service you wish uh, existed?
0: Uh, yes, and I'm working on all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing.
1: That's cool, that's cool. Yeah. Which, what's your go-to comfort food?
0: Uh,
1: it depends on the day. How yeah. do you describe yourself in three words? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, that, that, that is three words. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. That works. That what's works. your favorite color?
0: Green. Green?
1: Yeah. What school are you eager to learn next?
0: Uh, Spanish or Arabic I want to learn a language I'm very bad at languages though gotcha gotcha
2: uh, board games or video games which do you prefer
0: Um, depends on the company uh, it's like the squad's up on video games and you play with the squad but like if it's a board game night then it's a board game night yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, if you could make one wish for the world what would it be um,
2: to understand our true purpose here is there a specific place you've been dying to visit? Uh, I think I've hit them all, actually. You've oh, yeah. hit them all?
1: Yeah. yeah. That's amazing, yeah. As we wrap up, if there's one key point that anyone were to take from this episode, what would it be? Um,
0: discipline plus
1: self-belief
0: plus hard work will amount to success. The pursuit of excellence is an assault. Right uh, People often attribute excellence as a characteristic of a person. oh well, this person's an excellent person. The reality is excellence is a state of mind. every person, every human being has the ability to be excellent.
1: Its just do you, can you turn that on?